Good afternoon to you, Dennis Stewart. How are you? I'm very well indeed. How are you? Mate, uh, I'm very well, thank you. You look well. You look well. You always do. Did I do something for you, did I? <laughs> you did. You, you you pulled off a miracle. You got my uh, keys out of the car without my even knowing. And I thought I was going to be trapped here in this place for the rest of the day. Well done. You're not only a good announcer, mate, you're good at car braking. <laughs> Must be from Cessna. No, I didn't say that. Uh, <laughs> Oh dear, I did. That's How right. How dare you insult my hometown? I know, and that's why I said it. Uh, very good afternoon to you. Thank you for joining us once again today. Uh, we are talking about the Mediterranean diet. Mm. Look, I've always been interested in the Mediterranean diet, and listeners probably have heard me touch on it before. Um, but recently, what has uh, encouraged me to pursue this topic even further is that there's information emerging now suggesting that the Mediterranean diet is not only useful for helping um, manage cardiovascular disease, helping manage uh, diabetic conditions, but it also has a role to play in mental illness. Mm. And uh, I just want to touch on that. I have been reading a very, very interesting article and uh, I'm going to read the name of the article very slowly because I suspect there'll be people listening to this who will be interested in following up what I'm going to say in such a brief period of time. But there was an article written um, in the journal, and I'll mention the name of the journal here, called Scientific American Mind. I'll say it again, there is a journal entitled Scientific American Mind and in the edition going back to 2016, in the March-April edition of that magazine, there was an article, a very useful and enlightening and somewhat provocative article, written by a gentleman known as Brett Stetka, S-T-E-T-K-O, or K-A. And the, the article was known, or entitled, In Search of the Optimal Brain Diet. Mm. I'll say it again, the name of the article was in Search of the Optimal Brain Diet by Brett Stetka. Now, the whole thesis, as I interpreted of this paper, is that food does matter, even in the, in the management of conditions such as depression, um, OCD, um, concentration problems, uh, focus problems, that there is emerging evidence to suggest the diet has a role to play, as well as medical therapy, in helping people suffering from uh, nervous conditions such as depression and even more serious conditions. This in no way at all detracts from the importance uh, of medical drug therapy, but the article does point out that people suffering mental illness, mild or moderate, uh, and even further, can benefit from what's called the Mediterranean diet. It is not only a diet relative, as I said earlier, to helping people with cardiovascular disease, not only for helping people um, with diabetic conditions, but now it's emerging that the Mediterranean diet has a role to play in helping manage people that suffer from mental illness. For us who probably ain't too familiar with the Mediterranean mm. diet, what is it exactly? Look, there's so much written about it that uh, one could spend a whole day talking about it, but mm. essentially the Mediterranean diet is considered by many experts to be probably the best example of a diet that has a lot of preventative possibilities associated with it, a diet that works against what mm. we might refer to as uh, common 
civilizational diseases, as I mentioned earlier, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, etc. Essentially, it is the diet that is uh, eaten by people that are on the fringe of the Mediterranean. Uh, Spaniards, Greeks, Italians, uh, these are people that have a particular cuisine, a particular diet, if you like, Hmm. which separates them from um, a lot of Anglo countries. The Mediterranean diet is essentially structured around um, a lot of olive oil. And uh, how many times have I spoken about olive oil on this program? I love the stuff. It's also centred around um, a great deal of dependence upon um, fish, particularly what we might refer to as oily fish or fatty fish, uh, fish such as sardines and salmon and tuna. These are rich in what are called omega-3 fatty acids. Every day after I finish this program, I take a beeline to the fish markets at Wickham and stock up on oily fish, particularly mullet, which my wife and myself love because we follow largely Mm. the Mediterranean diet. Olive oil, a great deal of emphasis on fish, a great deal of emphasis on what are called antioxidants that are found particularly in fruits and vegetables. There is a very significant emphasis in this diet on the importance of fruits and vegetables that are rich in what are called antioxidants. Things like, for instance, tomatoes being a classic example of a Mediterranean food. You you find an Italian that doesn't eat uh, tomatoes, (laughs) and I'd be very surprised. Mm. And also, whole grains as opposed to refined grains. A lot of legumes. That means a lot of dishes with beans in them, various beans. And a moderate, and let me emphasise, a moderate, almost minimal uh, usage of uh, meat protein. Uh, It's very, very moderate in that. And this uh, is uh, joined, if you like, by a moderate use of what I frequently talk about, red wine. They're the characteristics of the Mediterranean diet. And how does it differ from what we might refer to as the Anglo diet, which characterises English-speaking countries, Australia, Canada, New Zealand, etc. That sort of diet has been heavily dependent on red meat, increasingly refined carbohydrates, and an overemphasis on dairy products. And this diet is now considered to be uh, responsible to some degree for the epidemic that we have in the West, in Anglo countries of cardiovascular disease, and diabetic conditions, etc., etc. So a movement towards the Mediterranean diet arguably is useful as, a, as an initiative that we can take in working with our healthcare professionals in walking away or helping to walk away from those diseases that are more likely to kill us than mm-hmm. anything else. So the Mediterranean d- uh, diet is, is uh, a magnificent example of a health-promoting diet, and I could talk all day about examples of where people have utilised it and actually reversed serious diseases like diabetes and even some cardiovascular diseases. So it's a very important diet, and uh, we can't say much about it today, but listeners should take a hint from, from, from me. I'm, uh, I battle a lot of uh, conditions associated with the ageing process, but I think I do fairly well because I largely subscribe to the Mediterranean diet. Mm. What is the uh, name of this magazine? Okay, I'm glad we're generating a bit of interest in this uh, article and in this topic. The name of the magazine is entitled Scientific American Mind. 
again, the magazine that I'm referring to is entitled Scientific American Mind, and they also have uh, a web address, and I'll give that out also for people that can access the net. Their web address, if I can find it quickly here, uh, bear with me, I've got it uh, just in front of me, I think. Yes, here we go. Their web address is mind.scientificamerican.com. I'll say it again. Their web address is mind.scientificamerican.com. And the article is by Brett Stetka, and it's entitled In Search of the Optimal Brain Diet. If listeners like, Colin, I might leave it with you so that this can be thrown up. Yeah on our website so yep, that people no might access the article. Yeah, that's mm. not a problem. Mm. All right, we welcome your calls on 49216216. It's 25 past 12. Good afternoon to uh, you, Gay, from Carter South. You've got uh, a bit of a problem with smoking. I do, I do. Um, just for um, cessation, like mm. to stop the um, cravings, I've heard of a couple of products. Um, one is Cytosine mm. and the other product is NAC. I'm not quite sure of the acronym or the the tablet. Um, I'm just wondering what would help. Mm. Well, the f- the first thing that I would uh, would ask you is how far are you down the track already to having given it up? I'm not. Okay. Um, I've tried various other methods of um, hypnotherapy. Yes. It did work, but then I again picked it up. Yes. Um, but I've heard of these two products. One I've heard is Cytosine, which is not in Australia. Uh-huh. Um, it's um, had studies in Europe, and it's worked quite well. Yes. Um, but I can't get my hands on that. Another one is NAC. Mm-hmm. Have you used en- Have you used any of the available products here that are promoted for um, helping this condition? Um, no, I haven't. No. Look, I just wanted to know what you would well, recommend. Well, I, I, I would. Uh, I take the view on this that perhaps we place too much emphasis on taking things to give up mm. smoking. Um, it's like people that ring up and say, "What can I take to lose weight?" I'm always reserved yes. about saying, "Look, take this or take that," because at the end of the day, and you'll probably agree with me with this, at the end of the day, it comes down to ourselves. Our, in- does, our yeah. intent and taking things, I tend to feel at times, uh, look, seems to promote a quick fix and the looking for a crutch, whereas I believe very, very sincerely that if one looks at the problems associated with smoking and sees mm. the devastating effect that that can have on one's health, um, mm. I think that in itself works better than taking anything as a means of giving it up. So I'm reluctant. Yes. I'm reluctant to concur with anything that would suggest that this is going to uh, get you off smoking. I, I, yes. So I'd be very cautious, by the way, of purchasing stuff via the net, because a lot of things on the net, as I keep saying, come from countries that do not have the regulations that prevail here. And a lot of countries, yes. in my opinion, uh, have products which are overstated. I'll say no more. Dylan uh, from Merriweather, you've got a question about joint pain? Uh, yes, yeah, I do. Hello, hello, Dylan, how can we help you? Hey, um, yeah, so I've recently moved out of home and I've always suffered joint pain, like specifically in the knees, but more recently in my shoulders also. 
And I've been trying to watch my diet and things to eat now. My mum's not cooking for me. And, yeah, I was just wondering if you had any specific diet mandatories for joint pain. Might be wise to contemplate moving back home, mate. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've thought about it. Trust me. <laughs> not a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Look, have you had the joint uh, pain investigated? Um, yeah. I've, well, I've had um, surgery on my knee a couple of times, and it's related to that for my okay. ACL reconstruction. Because I used to okay. skateboard when I was younger, ah, which okay. is relentless impact on my knees and yeah okay look a a couple of things that may help that are not going to cost you a lot of money and that you can uh, uh, take safely the first thing i'd suggest you do as far as trying to manage some of the inflammation uh, and, and discomfort particularly the pain is to contemplate using a preparation that i've promoted on this program quite frequently and that is what i call willow bark tea Now, let me emphasise why I'm speaking about that. Willow bark is a very underrated herb as far as easing pain and inflammation, particularly associated with the joints. And yet, yet it is the oldest, let me emphasise, it is the oldest herb coming from one of the oldest trees, the willow tree. It's one of the oldest herbs that have been used throughout history to manage right. joint, joint pain and, uh, and inflammation. And these days it's been shown, in fact, to have a very credible basis and it is becoming much more popular in European herbal medicine preparations. There's a bit of a renaissance taking place with reference to willow bark, which can't be equated with aspirin. It's different. Now, yep. willow bark tea is available at my rooms at 39 Alma Road, New Lambton, It's a very economical preparation and I developed it for its economy because if it helps people, it means they might need to be on it for some time. And as I said before, a lot of over-the-counter preparations are expensive if one has to be on them for a long period of time. The willow bark tea available from my rooms in Alma Road is an economical preparation that can be simply manufactured at home in a simple tea form that should give you some relief from the discomfort. What you should also do, however, is start to get onto some glucosamine-based products. And, And again, my product, Glucosaplex, in my opinion, is a very well-defined preparation which I've been uh, promoting and practicing with for nearly 20 years. Glucosapex is a preparation that contains glucosamine, but numerous other uh, joint uh, nourishing uh, constituents. I'd use those two things, the willow bark tea and the Glucosaplex product as a good starting base. And thirdly and finally, um, as far as top, as far as topical management goes, get hold of the preparation called Stiff, Sore and Sorry. Now I know that sounds rather quaint, but the preparation is very credibly based. It's based on arnica and an oleoresin of capsicum. And feedback from numerous people that use Stiff, Sore and Sorry vouch for the fact that it's a useful agent for ameliorating joint pain when it's topically applied. There are three simple things that you can do that are not going to cost you an arm and a leg and would be available for my rooms at 39 Alma Road, New Lambton. Thanks for the call, Dylan. All the best with it. Judy from New Lambton, uh, you've got a question regarding honey and turmeric. Hello, Judy. Yeah, yes. So what else was it? Honey? What was, what was that, Judy? Could you say it again? Turmeric. Turmeric. T-U-R-M-E-R-I-C and honey. Yes. And I thought there was something else in it. 
Oh, oh um, I, I think you're talking about last week when we were talking about uh, a mix that you were suggesting to make up. Yeah. What was it regarding? Do you remember? Well, it was honey and turmeric, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought there was something else in it, so you can't remember? Look, norm- normally, normally, uh, if one is using turmeric, which is the herb, yeah. Uh, yeah. as opposed to curcumin, one has to have what's called a synergist working with it um, to mm-hmm. make it to make it active. And yeah. the most, one of the most common actives used is, is essentially black pepper. And, black pepper, and, right, I thought that was black yeah, pepper. Black pepper, and look, the, the proportions that's in the literature, and I'm referring here to a book uh, entitled Foods That uh, Fight Cancer by two mm-hmm. Canadian writers, they talk about a teaspoonful of turmeric to mm-hmm. half a teaspoonful of black pepper. And that, uh-huh. is, th- that is what they consider to be a reasonable daily usage of the herb. So a heap teaspoonful of turmeric, uh, say half a teaspoonful of black pepper. You right. t- <coughs> take that in conjunction with honey, and you're doing what uh, those writers suggest as a very useful thing to harness the potential of turmeric. And I'm glad you I'm glad you're using turmeric because a lot of people uh, are, are bypassing the herb and going straight for curcumin, which is an extract yeah. from it. Now that's fine, but the feedback that I'm getting from people coming into my rooms at Alma Road and feedback from from listeners is this that people using turmeric itself with a synergist such as black che- uh, pepper are getting benefits that seem to be comparative to that which is obtained by more sophisticated curcumin products. So I'm passing on to listeners here, before you reach out and, and purchase finished curcumin-based products from your pharmacy or health food store, give the, give the herb turmeric a go. It can be purchased from your health food store, from your supermarket even. Give it a go. Uh, and see how it goes, because there may well be something associated with using the herb in combination with the synergist that is just about as good as perhaps taking something like turmeric in a more expensive form. All right, thanks so much for the call. All the uh, best with that, Judy. We welcome your calls on 49216216. It is Health Naturally with Dennis Stewart this afternoon. Uh, We are talking about, uh, in between calls, the Mediterranean Mm. diet, Dennis. Uh, The website, we've had a few calls saying, listen, Dennis, what is that website again? Now, I've put you on the spot again. I I came prepared. I came prepared. (laughs) But let me say, we're we're going to put it up on our website, aren't we? Yes, yes. Yeah, it will be at 2NURFM.com. The, the website is mind.scientificamerican.com. And the name of the magazine, I'll quote it again, is Scientific American Mind. Okay. And the article that I've been referring to, and I'll say it again, is an article by Brett Stetka, S-T-E-T-K-A, hmm. and it's in search of the optimal brain diet. I'm glad it's generating some interest because it's a fascinating paper that I read over and over and over again. And Colin, it's reaffirmed my belief, my strong belief, that the Mediterranean diet based on fish and not red meat Mm. holds the clue to perhaps preventing or reversing many of the conditions which we in the West, in Anglo countries, experience because of our emphasis on too much red meat, too much refined carbohydrate food, and by refined carbohydrate, a classic example is sugar, yeah. and our overemphasis 
and I emphasize overemphasis because I use dairy product myself, but an overemphasis on dairy product. So that's the, the characteristic differentiating factor of the Mediterranean diet are mm. those simples, fish. You uh, take a, a mm. bee route to, uh, back, to, back to the office uh, yes. via the fish market. <laughs> yes. What is it in the fish that, mm. that is considered to be so good? The taste. No, I'm only joking. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it comes back to the taste. Quite, quite apart from that. But uh, look, in, in fish, uh, there are what are considered to be substances called omega-3 mm. fatty acids. Now, I'm not going to get into a biochemical uh, dissertation on what these substances are, but they are omega-3 fatty acids, which are part of the oily component of the fish. And they, in turn, are broken up into constituents which we'll not go into Mm. but it's argued that the omega-3 fatty acids particularly in fatty fish and in fish oil contributes to the benefit that fish and its constituents have on the cardiovascular system on resisting diabetic tendencies and now and now in supporting people that battle with mental health or cognitive problems. Now, in the paper that I've referred to, people will read some suggested ways in which uh, these omega-3s work. One of the theories is that they work by lessening inflammatory activity in the body, and that may well be so. But the omega-3 component in fish is considered to be the clue to the way in which they help cardiovascular conditions and perhaps even manage nervous system problem. Diamond, you're on the phone from Blackhalls Park regarding smoking. Yes. Hello. I, was, I heard the um, woman uh, speaking a little while ago. Uh, she was finding it difficult to give up smoking. Yes. Uh, many years ago, I relied very heavily on alcohol and yes. also mm. smoking. Yes. And mm. I took the... Um, uh, idea of looking in the mirror and I said to myself, do I want to keep going down this path? Yes. And I said no. Yes. And I gave up drinking and I gave up smoking and I've never had a drink or a cigarette since. And sometimes it, it I get disappointed when people say I'm trying to give up smoking mm-hmm. or I'm trying to give yes. up alcohol. I don't think they really are. I mean, if you make a decision to do something, I think you should be able to do it. Hmm. Look, I, I, I tend to concur with you at the end of the day, and this is what I was trying to get over to a to good lady that rang in, at the end of the day it really comes back to our intention, to, yeah. our, to our real desire to stop killing ourselves. And, 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 and really, that's what it boils down to. It, I, I know some of the the, uh, the pictures that, are, that occur on television are quite gruesome, but they are real. These are things yes. that happen to people that suck this stuff and yes. suck it all their lives. So yes. your point is valid that really, at the end of the day, it's saying to yourself, and I'll put it to him in a different uh, terminology, do I really want to end up 
with, yeah. with gangrene of my toes. And why do people well, keep doing it? Correct. And, and, and this is why, and I'm glad you've rung in actually, because I thought I might have sounded a bit harsh when I was oh. talking to our dear lady. But at the end of the day, I say to people, look, don't depend upon things. Depend upon your own sense, well, common yeah, sense, yeah, yeah. And, and look in the mirror and say, hey, I've got a pretty good body at this stage and I'm relatively yeah. free of disease, but yeah. do I really want to see myself ending up with what I can cop if I continue? Yeah. And I, I think we all live, rightly or wrongly, in a comfort zone. Yes. And I just took the step of, of uh, stepping out of my comfort zone. Yes. I, I, and I, I found out I could do a lot more than what I thought I could. Good on you. Yeah. How, yeah. Long, how long ago is it? Uh, 30, 35 years. 35 years. Well done. Yeah. Mm. I've never had a beer or never had a cigarette. And, and, and think of how much money you've saved as a result. I know. That's, I the, know. that's the thing that uh, that really uh, concerns me. I have very, very close friends who, who are uh, purchasing basically a packet a day. And, I, I, and, I used to smoke a packet a day. But now the cost of that it's is very, very, very significant. And, and this is just, as I say, just uh, smoking money. Mm. Yeah, I was interested in the Mediterranean diet yes. and all the other information yes. that you were uh, talking about. Yes. Uh, is there any way you could post all these things to me um, so I can uh, take a lot more of it up? I'm a little bit um, slow with my hand. I understand. Look, what I write down a lot of these things. What I suggest you do is I'll give you a number to ring. Yes, hang on. You've got a pencil and paper there? Yes, yes. Ring my New Lambton rooms on 49... Hang on, 49... 56... 56... 23... And we will send you out some information... Good on you. ...that might help you go a little bit further with this. Yes, yes. Okay. All right. I like the show. Thanks Thank so you. much, mate. Thank you. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. All the best with it. 49216216 is the number. We've got a little bit of time still left for your calls. Uh, now, Leanne called in. She didn't want to be on air, but she wants to know what strength of omega-3 you recommend, Dennis. Well, look, I know you can purchase omega-3s over the counter in, in, in various forms, and that's great. But the whole thrust of, of my emphasising the Mediterranean diet today, Colin, is that, in my opinion, it's still best. Mm. It's still best to get the stuff out of your tucker, if yeah. you want to use colloquial yeah. language. In other words, get used to getting into seafood. Mm. See these things occurring in food. And look, I stock in my practices things like omega-3s in capsule form, etc. But... But I always, wherever possible, encourage people to get away from thinking that health comes from taking something mm. and get them back to the idea that goes right back to the Greeks, that food is your best medicine. And we've got some of the best seafood outlets in Australia around here. Mm. So to that dear, to dear, that dear lady, yeah. I would say, look, okay, um, ring my rooms and I'll give you the, the, the dosages of products that we use, but... Please take on board my hint, just as I do regularly every Friday. You make a beeline regularly and purchase your fish regularly and start to get your omega-3s hmm. that way. Dennis, uh, we've spoken about omega-3 mm. in fish. Mm. What about red wine? 
Well, now, Colin, you're talking to someone here who lives in one of the wine-growing areas uh, mm. of the world, the Hunter Valley, and uh, I believe very, very sincerely uh, that the Hunter Valley produces some of the best wines in the world, which I regularly enjoy, as many of the restaurateurs up there will confirm. <laughs> red, red, now you're laughing, you're laughing. Well, I was waiting for my invitation for lunch, but that's okay, no, keep going. I thought it was going to be the other way around, but never mind. <laughs> red wine in particular, red wine in particular, and I'm talking about good quality red wine, good quality hunter red wine, hmm. the Shiraz, the Cabernet Sauvignon, these contain substances um, and one of which is called resveratrol. Now, resveratrol is a very, very important agent, and many studies are being given uh, around resveratrol presently, suggesting that it does have an anti-aging characteristic. Mm. And uh, I would like to think that there is some evidence of that in my wiltering physique. No, I'm only being joking. No, but red, red wine is so part, many others. <laughs> red wine is part of the Mediterranean diet, and I'm a great encourager of people to enjoy the fruit of the vine sensibly hmm. and in moderation. And that's the difference between the Mediterranean culture. They essentially live on red wine, uh, and but yet, rarely, rarely do you see people getting drunk mm. because it's part of their food and culture it's taken with their meals it's eaten as part it's taken as part of their daily routine it's mm. not needed uh, not seen as something to get off on so to speak it's not seen as something to get drunk and party round it's a component of a diet and the wine is considered to have great benefit as does the olive oil as does the fish as does the other components resveratrol is thought to be the major principle in red wine, but that is being too simplistic. Mm. Because when they take resveratrol out of the red wine, it doesn't seem to give the benefits that have been noticed in red wine itself. This is so with many constituents in foods. When you isolate them from their natural environment, they still have an activity, but seemingly not as significant as what is actually found in the food. Mm. So I will continue, Colin, to drink red wine moderately and i hope my conservative listeners are not being offended by that you will never see me drunk but you will frequently see a good selection of good quality red wines in, in the, the locations where i live <laughs> and colin you are always welcome oh. as a colleague that's helped me out today <laughs> yes. uh, we won't go into that yes. your car breaking skills <laughs> but um, yes <laughs> resveratrol and red wine i might owe you a bottle of red yeah, wine no, well, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, i'll declare that um now just quickly back to the website we're getting a lot of interest about this one more time let's let's uh, okay the, the the website for the the article or the magazine that I referred to, I'll yep. do it quickly because I know we're running out of time, is... Uh, Mind.scientificamerican.com. Yeah, mind, mind Say it again, or .com. Mind.scientificamerican.com. Okay. And the magazine is entitled Scientific American Mind. Hmm. And again, and we'll put this up on our website, the article that I've been referring to quite enthusiastically has been written by a brilliant man, a man called Brett Stetka, and the article is entitled In Search of the Optimal Brain Diet. Hmm. All very interesting. It is. 
it very is. interesting. The Mediterranean diet. There you go. You've got a little bit more information. As Dennis said, uh, we'll put that on our website. On and Dennis I've just Stewart's received page. an invitation from every Mediterranean embassy mm. uh, to visit their country mm. uh, free of charge as a guest yes. for promoting the Mediterranean diet. Yeah. I'm only joking. <laughs> Please declare that in a brown paper bag, will you? I will. Yeah. Uh, now, next week, any hints on what we'll have next oh, week? Oh, no, no. I'd like to surprise you, Colin. Oh. I've got a few things I up Jane's asleep. back next week, so... Oh, well, we, we'll, we'll, have to we'll, we'll carry it over. That's right. Right. Look, thank you so much for your time today. As, as we said, you can go to our website at 2nurfm.com uh, and you'll be able to get all the information there uh, regarding the Mediterranean diet that Dennis and I have been talking about today. Uh, and, of course, don't forget, you can also catch this program as a podcast on our website and as a video. How about that? You're a film star. Well, You've made it at last. That's right, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, just, just underpaid film star. Yeah. I'll see what I can do for you. Good man. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.